Thank you for downloading this Mass Device Radio podcast. In this 2013 interview, Johns Hopkins patient safety expert, Dr. Peter Pronovost, spoke with Mass Device's Arzu Sarvastani about medical errors, medical device data, and the role medical technology companies should play in helping to prevent patient death. Thank you for listening to Mass Device Radio. Well, thank you for joining us. If you don't mind uh, giving us a quick backgrounder on who you are and, and who you work with. Sure. I'm a, a critical care physician and anesthesiologist. I'm the Johns Hopkins Medicine Senior Vice President for Patient Safety and Quality, and I have the pleasure of serving as the director of the Armstrong Institute, which is an institute that tries to link patient safety research and operations and training to make care better. Now, one of the initiatives you've um, been recently involved with in the interest of patient safety is that of making medical device data more accessible. Now, why is medical device data accessibility such a big step? Yeah, so, um, great question. You know, patient safety or preventable deaths are probably the third leading cause of death in this country. We don't know for sure how many people die needlessly, but it's probably over 200,000. And we estimate that about a third of all healthcare dollars are wasted. Now, ironically, healthcare has invested significantly in technology, but it's the only industry for which technology hasn't helped productivity or safety. It's, it's flat. And in part, that's because we've invested in individual devices, but we haven't looked at them integrating them as a system. So our nurses answer a false alarm every 90 seconds in the ICU, and the ICU is packed with technologies that could potentially help, but none of them talk to each other. So we have this system that still relies on the heroism of individual clinicians rather than the design of safe systems. Now, what are some of the dangers of keeping this medical device data hidden? barriers to getting these devices to talk to each other?
standards as an excuse for saying we're not going to share data. So I think by far the biggest barrier is leadership rather than technological barriers. I mean, look, we have enough smart 20-somethings and engineers right now that if you just free up these devices and let them share data, I'm completely confident people would figure out how to get them connected and talk to each other. Right? They've done it all over the globe in every other industry. Yes, then we'll need standards to make it more efficient, but we can't hide behind the lack of standards for our, our willingness to share data. So what are some of the psychological or cultural barriers? Why do you think people are hiding behind these standards? Well, I think there's a number of things on the um, manufacturer side, the device company side, you know, for decades, their business models have been, I make my niche product, I don't let it to talk to each other, and you have to buy my niche product, right? And so I have a widget, the widget has the data, the data's power, and I don't share it with anyone, uh, anyone else. What I'm delighted to say, we're finally seeing the tail stopping to wag the, 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 the excuse me, what we're finally seeing is that the tail no longer wags the dog. That is... What we've seen is the private sector serves up technologies without really necessarily saying what problem it's doing for clinicians or, or solving a problem or knowing that it's going to make care better, but really just saying, here's a widget and use this widget. And I, as a doctor or a nurse, I'd say, well, the widget's really not helped me. Could, you, could it be different? No, here's my widget. And what we're finally seeing now is a true systems engineering approach where you say, what's our goal? Okay, our goal is to eliminate harm, to optimize patient outcomes and experience, to reduce waste. And then what do I need to do to make sure I have a healthcare system that have enabling technologies that allow me to meet those goals? So we're starting at the end and we're backwards rather than what we've done for decades is start it, here's the widget, now figure out how you're going to use it. Well, during the conference in Laguna Beach this past week, you mentioned a couple of times that companies who pledge to open up their data, medical device companies who pledge to allow accessibility to that data, would get an edge over others. Can you tell me a little more about what that means? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we have viewed um, the value for so far with our investments in electronic medical records and technology as really focusing on the input of information, right? So, I mean, so whether it's charting information, but if you think about from the physician or the patient's perspective, the input essentially adds very little value. All of the value comes from the output of information, and that is, you know, really doing three or four things. One is helping identify patients who are at risk for bad things, so we make better decisions. Two, making sure they get prescribed the, the right therapies. Three, actually making sure they get those therapies. And then four, having a learning or a monitoring system that we could feedback um, whether their care is improving. All of those last parts come from integrating and analyzing data. It has nothing to do with the input. Yes, you need the input, but the input isn't where the value comes from. And, and so it shouldn't surprise us that there's been several recent studies showing we haven't got a good return on our investments for electronic medical records. You probably saw some of those studies um, because the value doesn't come from the input, but that's where we focus 98% of our effort. The 98% of the value comes from the output, and, and you need multiple sources of data. So these companies that will share data, 
will be part of those algorithms. They'll be able to demonstrate much more clearly to the marketplace that they are adding value, they're improving quality, and they're driving down costs. And I will uh, predict, or what we're seeing now, is that health systems, the people who purchase these, are going to say, if you're not part of this place that shares data, we don't want to buy your equipment. Because the input, the box that you sell, isn't where the money is. The money is kind of from these analytics, from sharing data. And if you're not willing to do that, you're losing a whole lot of value. Dr. Ponovos, do you have any final thoughts or comments you'd like to add? No, I think this is an exciting time for healthcare technology because we're finally, I think, starting to really see a recognition of the value of engineering. And you know, I think healthcare is grossly under-engineered, grossly under-engineered. And that doesn't mean that we don't need to improve our culture, but it does mean that engineering or the uh, engineering investments in healthcare have not kept pace with the other investments, and we're finally seeing the really exciting times of integrating data and getting value out of our technologies. Well, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. We really appreciate it.